Welcome to the Good Question with Jessica Tanderup podcast. I'm Jessica, and I have a passion for asking hard questions and going deep in conversation. Usually these discussions happen over dinner or coffee with a close friend. But on this podcast, I bring them to you because I want you to know if you have questions, you're not alone. On this show, I invite apostolic leaders, thinkers, and fellow believers to tackle the tough topics questioners face as we strive to live out our biblical mandate to love God, love people, and take the gospel to the whole world here in the 21st century. I hope you'll stick around because when you know Jesus is the answer, every question can be a good question. Hello and welcome to episode number 20 of Good Question. I'm so thrilled you clicked play on this podcast. Whether this is your first time listening or you've been here since episode one, I want to say how much I appreciate you. I know you have the same limited number of hours in your day that I do, and knowing you chose to spend a little bit of your precious time with us is an honor. We hope you are blessed and encouraged by what you hear. If you have been blessed and encouraged and you want to show us some love, the best way to do that right now is by clicking over to buy me a coffee and making a one-time donation. We appreciate every dollar you spend in support of this show. If financial support is not in your budget right now, a rating and review on Apple Podcasts is totally free, as are sharing the show with a friend, posting about it on social media, and liking, commenting, and sharing our social media posts. Those are all free ways you can show your support, and we love to see those pop up during the week. It really gives us just a little boost as we work on producing great upcoming episodes for you. This week, I'm chatting with my pastor, Baron Longstreth, the lead pastor of The Church Today Tulsa, about a subject we are both passionate about, sacrificial giving. We cover the difference in tithing and giving, some parameters to help us be generous while also being wise stewards, and so much more. In fact, this subject is so close to our hearts here at Good Question, we are splitting it into two parts. So you'll hear the first half of the conversation today, and next week we'll bring you part two, which will not only feature Pastor Longstreth, but also will include some of you. You aren't going to want to miss that. We've got a lot of ground to cover, so let's get right to it. I hope you enjoy this conversation with my pastor, Baron Longstreth. Pastor Baron Longstreth, welcome to Good Question. Well, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this incredible podcast. It's great to be with you, Jessica. Very excited to have my own pastor as a guest on our podcast. And I'm excited to hear you talk about something I know you're very passionate about. And the best part of this show for me has been that I'm able to sit down with people and ask them questions that I actually wonder about (laughs) things that I really and truly want to know. So that's been a very fun kind of side aspect of this. And that's going to be part of what I enjoy about this conversation too, because some of these are questions that I really just would love to pick your brain about. So I'm glad we get to do it in this kind of format where people can hear it and be blessed by it and encouraged by it. So as we start, I'm just going to have you go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your family, and all of that. Well, first off, Jessica, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Um, It is a pleasure at this point in your family's life to be able to pastor you. And uh, I'm very excited about your future. This is one avenue that the Lord is using you in. And it's a fantastic 
um, platform. And I am so thankful for passionate people like yourself. So I pastor in the city of Tulsa, my wife and I, and, uh, Raina and I started the church today, which is the church that I pastor now about 13 years ago. And, uh, it's a small little, uh, fledgling work that the Lord helped us through not explosive growth. It's just been, uh, just small steps over the last 13 years. But through those steps, we've seen three different storefronts, about 10 different remodels, finally got our own building, thank God. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the midst of trying to get the first church off the ground, the Lord laid in our heart another opportunity to be able to start another church up north. And so we were juggling both of those at the same time, working about 40 to 50 hours a week. It was a a struggle with the Lord. It was so good. And the, both the works are doing great. So we're very thankful for that. So a little background here, been licensed for almost 20 years. And uh, I would guess in the ministry uh, for about 22 years or so. And various ministries, multiple states. Um, attended Indiana Bible College, got married, so never finished my education. So uh, I enrolled just a few years ago in Urshan college and am pursuing an organizational leadership degree. So uh, I've got three great sons. I love uh, Preston, who was almost 19, Landon, who's almost 15, which is hard for me to believe. Hmm. And then Jude, who is already eight years old. So love my family deeply. And of course, love the work of God. That's a little about myself. Well, it's been so exciting to watch the church today, kind of from a distance. My mom and dad have been members of your church for several years now. And so we've been able to visit whenever we've come back here. And then last year, being able to move into Tulsa again, I grew up here, but my husband has never lived here. It was just nice to know that we had a place to come and that we felt comfortable and that we fit. And so it's been a joy to be at the church today for about a year now, which is kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, it's unreal. It's gone so fast. And what a challenging year that you guys did come. So <laughs> I mean, that, that was a crazy time to, to to make that kind of a switch, but you guys have done so well. Yeah, it's been great. Well, we have had your name on our list of podcast guests to talk about giving from before the first episode was ever recorded, because I know that this is something that you are very passionate about. And so That's what we're going to talk about today, sacrificial giving. And I would just like to hear a little bit from you about where that passion was born and why that's something that you're so passionate about. So Jessica, I thought about this. um, I thought about this question and I think the hardest question was this question for me Hmm. because I'm trying to locate a solitary point and then build off of that point. And as, as if it was some kind of, you know, superstructure that went up from this one small seed, but I think, and I thought about it all day today. This (laughs) this is a question that bothered me. And I think I'm so passionate about giving because at the age of eight, my sister was 10 and my brother was six. Uh, Our world was turned upside. So father left years earlier. My mother uh, developed a, a crippling mental illness. And so my aunt and uncle stepped in So this would be my mom's brother and his wife. They stepped in. And I think the term that I just want to start with is they gave us an opportunity Mm. to have a loving, like safe family environment. And 
at the age of eight, this very impressionable age for, for all of us that my world was just shifting. And I, you know, no mom now, no dad. And, uh, I had never called me my aunt and uncle. And so it was as if I was moving into, um, some stranger's home, mm-hmm. uh, even though they were family. Um, I watched as I grew up, although I wasn't aware of it at the time. Now that I look back, I th- think that it was their selfless and I'll go as far as saying sacrificial actions mm. that really planted the seed in a young man's heart about what I call the change agent of giving. And so I think it started there, Jessica, to be really honest with you. I think that for me, seeing their sacrifice and the way that they gave, that really planted this desire for me to, to want to be a second generational giver. I mean, that's, that's where I, I, I look at it. So yeah, I think that's where it started for me. That's where it was born. It's just watching parents that didn't have to, that stepped out and really sacrificially invested their, we, we call it their time and their talent, their treasure and their truth and three kids, um, having two of their own, by the way. So that's where I believe the seed was really planted in my heart about, about giving and about sacrificial giving. That's so cool because it it immediately jumps us into the place that we say, you know, we talk about giving and we hear the term sacrificial giving and we automatically think about money. And that's a big part of what we'll talk about today. But it's not just a money thing. In reality, it's probably not even about money at all. It's about that heart and that willingness to sacrifice. Yeah, you know, you're you're exactly right. So you know, here at the church today, and I think it's, uh, I've, I've been other churches and I've seen their um, kind of their missional statements and their missional directions. And, uh, you know, being in this organization that we belong to, I have talked with several ministers and I think there's a similarity. So we, we talk about time and we talk about talent and we talk about treasure. And the church today believes that truth is something that we have to give away as well, that we are obligated to those four areas. And so we try to funnel everything down through those four channels. Um, but you are exactly right, whether it is finances or whether it is giving a child a second chance or whether it is giving time serving your local community, um, however you want to say it, all the way from uh, the local ministry to a, a more of a global perspective. Uh, the attitude of giving has to be there. And the, uh, it's, not just a, uh, it's not just some obligation that we have, and we'll talk more about that, but really giving is, is, a, is an opportunity to declare the love of God and the love for the kingdom of God. And so, yeah, you're exactly right. It goes well beyond just, you know, financially contributing to a cause. I mean, this thing is, birthed inside of the spirit of an individual. So that's, I mean, I, I love this subject and I'm very, very passionate about giving because it crosses and we'll say it like this. It, it cross pollinates between so many different areas of our life. Mm-hmm. I love, I, I love giving. So let's get into it then a little bit more specifically. So I've always grown up and I've always attended apostolic churches where the teaching has been very clear and very direct about paying our tithes, which we believe is 10% of our income. And 
I grew up, you know, my dad has a saying that I heard all my life, which was, I can't afford not to pay my tithes. That if I don't give back to God what is his, then I'm not going to be able to, you know, to make my way in my finances. But if I will give back to him, then he's going to take care of me. But that's a different thing than what you're talking about, right? So you're talking about sacrificial giving. How is that different than our tithing? So it's a, you know, that's a question. Um, I think without going through the Old Testament, um, there's so much chock full of, of the principles of giving, um, principles of tithing. Um, it's also seen in principles of the first fruits. So if one wanted to do a study on tithing, it's just there. I read something recently that I think is fantastic. Uh, one writer said that he prefers to call the Old Testament the First Testament hmm. and the New Testament the Second Testament. <laughs> I, and I, I just, I, for whatever reason, I just loved it because old sounds to me like it's something that is outdated. Mm-hmm. And, and first sounds to me like something that is foundational, some principle stuff there. So, but yeah, tithing really is just the 10th. The of our increase that we set aside, right? And we, we see that tithing uh, most oftentimes associated with our local church. Mm-hmm. And so uh, tithing is just this everyday principle. And there is, and you probably have seen it, and, and I'm not the first one to come up with this, but there is a lot of thought, especially now in the 21st century, uh, that tithing is something that is just associated with an Old Testament principle to one group of people that were called out. Hmm. But in fact, tithing was birthed well before the law was ever even written. Mm-hmm. Tithing goes back to the patriarch, right? So, but when we're looking at, at the patriarch, we see giving, we see giving um, in the life of Abraham that goes well beyond just what he gave to this unique, controversial high priest called Melchizedek, right? Mm -hmm. So Abraham gives portions of himself to Lot. Abraham gives, gives his time to Lot. Abraham gives his treasure to Lot. Abraham uh, gives of himself and his land to Lot. Abraham is a wonderful picture. I mean, it's, it's just a creative portrait, if you would, of what giving could or should look like. He mm-hmm. wasn't just obligated to give. So we could say, yeah, you know, Abraham tithed, great. But he did way more than that. So he gave of himself when he went and rescued Lot. That was very sacrificial, what Abraham did there. And then realizing that Sodom and Gomorrah were getting ready to be destroyed, Abraham gave himself once again sacrificially in what we would call this intercession or intercessory type prayer in order to save the life of, or the lives within that city? Will you spare the city? Will you for 50, 40, 30, all the way down to 10? And so Abraham is not just a picture of tithing. He's a picture of sacrifice. You know, you pick the best land lot, whatever, whatever side you want to go, I'll I'll pick the uh, the other side. Abraham is just giving of, uh, of himself to one that he loved and that he invested in. And so um, yeah, you know, it starts right there. It's a long way around. I apologize for taking so much time on, on a single question, but it's a long way around to settle the fact that, you know, it's uh, our, our first patriarch is not just trying to establish, or the word is not just trying to establish through that patriarch. 
uh, the essence of tithing, but rather the essence of giving. And so, and then following Abraham, it's just, you can find it highlighted throughout the word of the Lord, this essence of what it really means to give, or as we call it, sacrificially give. And I want to say something about tithing here, because I think it ties in so wonderfully with sacrificial giving. And most of us use Malachi 3. Uh, we've all heard it. If you've been in church and you've talked about tithing, um, usually it's, it's preached from a platform of, you know, you, you're robbing God if you're not paying your tithes. And with, how am I robbing you? I'm not a thief. Well, yeah, you're robbing me with your tithing or offering. And, and then we take it a step further because it's in the word, right? It's like you're cursed with a curse. It's like, oh my God, who wants to be cursed with a mm. curse, right? <laughs> I mean, but, and we, we don't find this kind of vernacular anywhere else. This is some really heavy stuff. And the, the Lord through the prophet says, you've robbed me. And then he says, even the whole nation. So there, there's really, it's like a, it's a tithing and a giving pandemic, right? It's just, it's the whole nation is mm -hmm. affected by this. And he's saying, it's not just one person. I am literally bringing judgment upon the whole nation. And so then in the statement of correction, he gives this, this wonderful answer on how we can reverse the curse space. And he says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. And I won't read through the remainder part of this, uh, the, the passage, but I, I want to I highlight that. And I've always appreciated that term, bring ye all the tithe. And when you see that out, that term bring ye is, is to come in or to go in. And it's, it's as if the Lord is saying, I want you to come in to, to the storehouse. I want you to come in and, and, and applicable to our ages. I want you to come into the house of God, or I want you to go in to the house of God with your tithes. And I've always tried when counseling with individuals, I've always tried to tell them that I believe that tithe was never intended to be some cold transaction in the form of a payment between what God mm -hmm. supplies us and what he requires from us. And although I know that that's what it is, like this is what we owe, right? And I can't afford not to. And that's so true. And tithing is really what is a requirement from us to give back to the Lord. That even this verse in the midst of this heavy judgment coming down on the people, he says, come in or go in. So it's, it's as if he's saying, listen, I, I, would, I would rather you understand. I want you to come into a place. And, and how, how could we come into a place of relationship that reveals to me as if God was saying, your devotion to me, your support of me, your investment into the kingdom. I know it's required, right? I know it's required, but it's as if the Lord is saying, I want you to come in with this heart of giving and don't look at tithing that way. And so I right off the bat, Jessica, I try to get people to understand that even tithing it's like we separate tithing. It's like, yeah, you just owe that to God. It's a payment. No, it's it's cold transaction. It's 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 still in a form of relationship. I I want you to be with me, and yes, I requiring you. But what I mean, what's the difference, Jessica, from him saying, "Come into the presence with thanksgiving"? He's requiring us to give mm -hmm. him thanksgiving or praise. Or from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, the name of the Lord is. It's like there is requirements, but when it comes to finances, we get tight and tenth. And, mm -hmm. and, and, and you see what I'm saying there? I think it's like God is saying, listen, whether it's mm -hmm. tithing or whether it's giving or even supernatural giving, 
I want you to come in because this is about our relationship with one another. That's why, that's why the New Testament would reveal this when it states for, um, what is it, Matthew 6, when Jesus says, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. I want to know, what is your treasure? What is your heart? I, do I have it? I, I mean, this is like a relationship and I want you to come to me and I don't want it to be begrudging. And so I know it took a long time and I'm so sorry, your podcast is going to be so boring with my voice. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but but no, I, I, I told you and David, my passion right here is, <laughs> is giving. And I think if people can realize, yes, we, we get highs, emotional highs off of what we call this sacrificial giving, right? It's like, it's wonderful because we don't have to give it. We, we think we don't have to give it. So we, we get the opportunity to give. And because we get the opportunity to give where it's really not required, it's like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't mind doing that. But we, we chalk tithing in with like some bill. Like it's just like a phone bill or mm. whatever. And it's, it's never meant to be that. Hey, come in here and bring it. I want you to bring it to me. Don't, don't send it through somebody, yeah. bring it to me and let's have communion here and, and let's be together here. And so, yeah, I think if we can get this attitude, it doesn't matter if it's tithing, if we consider it giving, or even we take it that step further. And I know I haven't answered your original question, but if we take it a step further into what we call sacrificial giving or that place that's going to require us to walk by faith, the way we kind of teach here is, is we talk about tithing. We talk about giving and um, giving the way my family gives is uh, we tithe um, off of our increase because that's what the Bible says. And then we give, uh, we have monthly offerings that we just give. Uh, we have missionaries that we give to, um, but then there's those times when, and so I'll do a, for instance, it's moved the mission now that used to be she's for Christ. So, uh, but in she's for Christ, we, we mm-hmm. here at the church today, we do a big sacrificial give, uh, for, for move the mission. And during that time, um, through all the things that we already, um, bring to the Lord, our tithing and our giving through that time, we are seeking the face of God and sacrificial giving is a step beyond just natural giving. And what I call natural giving is just that, you know, I budgeted those things in because I want to be a part. Um, I may have a connection with a missionary and I want to, to be a blessing to them. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a reoccurring thing. We do have missionaries that we reoccurring, um, uh, payments, but we do have, you know, missionaries that come through that. I'm just like, you know what, I'm setting aside a hundred bucks and I'm going to invest in the nation of Brazil or whatever. And that's to me, not necessarily a sacrifice. Um, it's just, uh, it's coming from a place of excess in my life. And I think it we all evaluate. Mm. There is a lot of places of excess, and um, you know whether it's a Starbucks coffee, we like that, right? We always we always talk about that, but we do have excess points in our life. This this kind of capital that is is liquid that's really not applied. But sacrifice is something that God wants to challenge us with. He wants us to challenge us uh, through our giving. He wants to challenge us to walk accordingly, like by faith. And a lot of times. We execute these opportunities, not just for major fundraisers, but also on other levels. Um, I know you and your family have done the same thing. We've just, we give sacrificially, which is from us or, uh, yeah, from us would be a, a place where we're really having to walk by faith. 
I mean, it's not, it's not in there. And a lot of times there's a, there's a uh, time limit or a restraint and we're coming up against these things and we're like, oh my goodness, what in the world did I commit to? Um, but that's, that's a place of sacrifice. That's how it differs from tithing. Tithing we owe uh, in essence, of course, we want to have the right attitude. Giving is something that we just contribute to. And then this place of sacrificial giving is going to be a place where God really requires us to walk by faith. It's almost like varying levels of trust. I think of tithing, like you were saying, not as being a bill that we owe to God, but as a way in that relationship with him to demonstrate our trust of saying like, I know that if I give this to you, you're going to take care of me. It was really funny. I had a friend one time tell me that like when she started off working and she wasn't making very much money, giving 10% of that was easier for her than when she got to where she was making a good salary. Hmm. And that 10% chunk was so much bigger. It became more difficult to give it away. Just looking at the amount that she was giving, even though it was still the same percentage of her overall income. But it becomes a thing of saying like, God, I trust you with this. I know that if that giving this to you is an investment that's never going to, that's never going to go bad. (laughs) And I trust you that I can live on the, you're going to make a way for me to live on 90% of my income and I'm going to be okay. And then as you're stepping into these different levels of giving and sacrificial giving, it's like a greater and greater display of our trust in God that we don't rely on finances. We rely on him. Right. So, so Mark 12, right. This is one of the most famous concepts. Jesus is actually watching giving. And so to say that it wasn't an important thing, he talked more about money in the new Testament because of the, like you just said, what a, what a great example. Um, but Jesus talks so much about money in the new Testament because there's such a hold on us about our finances. Mm -hmm. And, um, although, um, you know, we, we have, steady jobs and incomes and things of that nature, uh, for whatever reason, it just becomes tight. And any pastor that'll listen to this or any minister that'll listen to this, if you've ever taken up an offering, you know, if the culture is not there, it's tight, quick, it, it gets tight, quick. You, you know, you try to come up with creative ways. You tell funny stories or connect it to way, just to try to loosen it up. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember doing, doing that when we were uh, first starting the church and then God struck me and said, what, what are you doing? And, uh, but, but Jesus takes note of the kind of attitude and the trust that you just talked about, this varying level of trust. When this woman comes and she gives all she has, and we can't make a mistake about it, they lived basically day to day. Mm. And so to say all she had, she didn't mortgage her home um, or sell all of her clothes or furniture or whatever. That was her daily wage. And she gave her daily wage, all that she had. So you have to think about what what would that affect? Well, mm-hmm. that would affect her ability to buy, purchase food for her family. Well, we don't, we're not giving, we're not given, excuse me, context about her, her life and how many children and husbands. All we know is, oh, well, yeah, we are because she's a widow. Sorry. So, but we, we don't know uh, all the relationships that she has connected mm-hmm. to her. But what we do know is there's one relationship that she took very seriously. And that was this relationship with her God. She did not realize that the God of the universe, right? That John spoke about, um, that had become flesh was sitting there taking note of what she was doing. And Jesus looks down and he says, they're giving from excess, right? Um, And they're giving for the wrong reasons, which is an answer to a question um, that you're going to ask here in just a little bit, but they're giving for all the wrong reasons. They're giving for 
uh, for men to be noticed by men. But mm-hmm. she is humbly walking and trusting that I will provide her needs today. And I think that's an important point is, is we have an issue with, 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 you know, can he provide presently? We know God is the God, right? He can do exceedingly or exceeding abundantly above all. But when it comes down to the wire, it's like, but today, right? But I need it today. Mm-hmm. And how, how is this going to change my life today? And she was willing to say, son, I'm trusting him today. But if he doesn't come through the way I need him to come through, then it's worth it to me to sacrifice and to give. And I, I, I love that. There's so many little small principles there in that passage of scripture. It's not just Jesus is watching or she gave all she had, but rather like this is a, this is a practical lesson that I feel like we can all learn from and look to and say, this woman who doesn't have much to her, it was all she had, right? To that day, that moment. And she was still willing to say, well, I'll give, and, and, and it's incredible, the giving of the, in the kingdom of God from the, the local body, especially here at Maze. Um, But it's how, how we process this stuff is always unique to me. Mm-hmm. And I'll use myself as a personal example. It's like, you know what? I'll make a pledge and I'll make sure that I can, um, you know, if God doesn't come through, I'll, I'll you know, whatever. I'll, you know, give a kidney or something and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pay this pledge off because, you know, missionaries need this and, and, um, yeah, that kind of thing. But so it's like, I process this stuff and it's not that I'm not walking by faith because I'm still walking by faith in order to do it, but I'm just kind of calculating like, well, if I get rid of this and I do that and I'm shifting things around, but when it strikes you as it did this woman and she, there's no like, well, I'll, I'll do this to do that. I'll, I'll, it's just like I'm giving uh, uh, a obediently because obviously this is something between her and the Lord and, and I'm giving and trusting because again, this is between her and the Lord and there's no calculation here. There's no time frame here. It's today. And that to me, that woman's faith to me and her trust. Wow. I mean, it, that to me, that is like the portrait of how I want to live my life when it comes to giving. Yeah. Wow. So practically, we talk about it and we want to have a heart for giving. And some of us maybe struggle with taking the first step to do it. And then once we get out there, we're ready to go all in. Like we're, like you said, we're ready to just give whatever, pledge whatever. How do we balance? And maybe balance isn't even the right word, but how do we kind of navigate being a giver and being a sacrificial giver with being a good steward of our resources? So things like avoiding going into debt or making sure that we're caring for the needs of our of our family, paying our bills and and not getting the lights turned off and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a great question. And, you know, God is not going to, he's not going to put us in a predicament. First off, God's not going to put us in a predicament where uh, we are not going to be able to a um, repeat this cyclical process, right? So, like, so he he quote unquote asks us to give X amount, and when we do give X amount, it it basically financially ruins us for whatever the season of life is, 
And, and, and then when it comes time to repeat process, a, we're not, we're not able to do it. We're still recovering. Our kids aren't able, you know, mm -hmm. that just doesn't make, that's not the way God works. Uh, that's not the way God works. In fact, if you look at the, um, uh, the story where he gives each a talent, it's according to their ability to be able to, to handle that. So one's given five, another given two, is given two and one's given one. And not everybody's going to be required to do equal parts here. So mm -hmm. some are going to be able to sacrificially give more. Some are going to be able to, to give sacrificially less. And, and here's the thing. We, we can never violate the word of the Lord. And it requires us to be great stewards. It requires us to take care of our own. It requires us to uh, ethically be biblical line upon line. And so, you know, well, God called me to give my house payment, um, you know, for the next three months uh, to the kingdom of God. And so I'm just not going to pay my house payment for the next three months. Well, are you, you, you know, so, so what are you going to do when they come? And, and repossess <laughs> home or, or, or you know, it doesn't make any sense, but, mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't negate the fact that there are challenges. Like we have to, we have to be able to uh, navigate through the hearing the voice of God. And I think that's the key, right? And don't just give to give there. Sometimes there's an emotional, I get in environments where, and I don't mind. And, and I'm going to be a little bit uh, UPC here. Okay. <laughs> So I've been in environments and they're fantastic where, where it's like, who will give the first hundred boom, 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 boom. And, um, you know, sometimes I just, I'm like, yes, you know, I, I'm going to give up because I really feel connected to that moment. But then there's other times where I'm like, oh, well, what are they going to think if I don't give, mm. you know, how mm -hmm. are they going to judge me if I don't give? And now at that point I have to, I have to, a, am I not hearing the voice of God? Right. So I got to ask the Lord, Lord is, am you know, what is the reason? Do I just not, am I not connected to this um, or whatever? Um, or B, am I not supposed to give? And uh, I have a statement here. It's controversial. Uh, so you can ask this on another program and make this a good question. All right. To somebody that's a lot smarter than me, but here's, here's the controversial statement that I have. I believe that we can outgive God. And I know we've heard it the other way our whole lives where you just can't outgive God. You can't outgive God. But I believe we can. And I believe we can outgive God when we don't do it obediently. Mm. And, and it's as if God, for example, says, Longstreth, I want you to give $100 to this missionary. And I'm emotionally moved. God spoke to my spirit. I was listening. And he said $100. And I respond by giving $300. Mm. And the Lord is going to bless, or here's my question. What portion of that is God required to bless? That's my question. And so if, if he blesses the hundred and not the 300, it, do I now have a heart issue? Do I now have to work through feelings? Do I now not trust in God? Because it's like, well, I gave 300 last time and you know, my car broke down and whatever. Um, or the total opposite, like, yeah, God really blessed me. Um, and a lady where gave me a hundred dollars or I found 50 bucks on the street or whatever mm -hmm. crazy stories that happen. Uh, but it's like, what is God really required to bless? I mean, if this is a law, if this is God's law, if he is the Lord of the harvest, do I get to dictate his harvest for him? And that's how I, I, how I deal with like, okay, we've got to be great stewards. 
Let's not outgive God. So how do we not outgive God? We don't outgive God by not giving until he tells us to give. Mm-hmm. And God will dictate. He knows the needs of his kingdom. All right. And he can take care of all that. The earth is the Lord's. I mean, it's all his anyway. He owns cattle on a thousand hill. He can do whatever. Uh, he could take care of the needs of his kingdom supernaturally. He can let it rain down gold nuggets from heaven, right? <laughs> um, it's just, he can do what he needs to do, but he gets us into a position where we have an opportunity to receive the blessings of the law that he himself put into effect. And that happens through the aspects of giving. And when I get out of balance, right? And, and I start giving, if I'm giving emotionally or or giving for the wrong reasons, or, you know, I know it was the lie that Ananias and Sapphira portrayed, but it was the fact that they were out of balance when they, when they even gave, mm-hmm. what was the requirement from God? They both hear this. They both felt that it should be for certain amount. They both felt that we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to keep this and we're going to say we gave it all. And they're yes, let's do it. And so Peter underneath uh, the, the gifts of the spirit says, here it is. Ananias, boom. And then Sapphira walks in and he says the same thing to her. Uh, did you sell the lamb for so much? Yay, so much. And the feed that carried your husband will carry you out. But here, they both felt a certain amount to keep back and to give. And, and, and why the pressure to try to perform? Mm. Let's give obediently. And if we do that, I think we are great stewards. A, we release the blessings of God in our life. B, we are going to avoid debt because we have to believe that God is going to help navigate even through these sacrificial moments. Um, and I believe I've seen it way too many times, people not saving for retirement or not, you know, I'm going to give it all to the kingdom of God. And at 65, the, the, you know, the church is, especially ministry and whatnot, the church is looking to move forward and mm-hmm. you have to have the church. Yikes. So that's a different subject and I might be walking on eggshells, but <laughs> we, we have to be good stewards of God, right? We have to, even uh, Paul says it in Colossians, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And we've got to give not because there's emotional presence in the room, but because God has, has put in our spirit and that is a mandate for the Holy Ghost. I need you to walk by faith so that I can open up resources in your life that otherwise would not be there. That's 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 how I approach. I, I really love that because I think when we talk about the phrase like walking by faith, I think as a young younger person, I thought that meant like, OK, so whatever I feel like I reasonably could give, then I should give, you know, a little bit above and beyond that, because that would be walking by faith. But the reality of it is, like you said, if God doesn't tell you to give that much, then you are, you know, whether it's out giving God or you're maybe even taking away the chance for someone else that God is trying to get to give in that situation, or you're just not being obedient. And so I had times whenever I was young on my own and trying to navigate all of this for the first time on my own, where I kind of got myself into some trouble because of emotional reactions to an appeal. You know, mm. I I remember being <laughs> I remember being in a uh, 
in the global mission service at general conference one year sitting next to my mom and her just like reaching over and putting her hand over my hand as I was reaching into my purse and she was like put the checkbook away like no yeah. you can't afford this right now like <laughs> and it was I had to you know be a, um, obedient to my mother <laughs> and let her kind of give me right. some counsel in that moment because she could see that I was having an emotional um, response out of a heart of wanting to support the work of God but knowing that it wasn't you know the wise thing for me to do at that moment right yeah it, that's such a great statement you said something that I'm going to hold on to, um, is that, you know, am I taking away the opportunity for somebody else to be blessed? And, um, you know, we, we have to learn, I think through sacrificial giving, it's the key is to learn the voice of God. What, Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't just, that, that doesn't stop at our needs, our desires or whatever in, in all of our relationship, my sheep, they, they hear, they know my voice and they will follow me because of that. And the Lord says, you know, he uses a term, he says, follow me, right? And I'll make you to become. And the term follow often um, is interpreted, uh, let's share the same road. Mm -hmm. And so it's as if, you know, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm by myself or whatever. So these dark moments of real faith. Uh, God is like pulling his spirit back and saying, okay, now I want you to walk through this storm. And I want you to, you know, just no. he's right there. God is not going to call his people into a place that is going to compromise their faith. It is one of my absolute favorite things to talk with people about something they are passionate about. So this conversation was so much fun for me. We will hear more from Pastor Longstreth next week, including his good question that he's asking himself lately. And we will also be sharing some of your stories of how God has prompted you to give and what the results have been in your lives. I cannot wait for you to hear it. If you want to share your thoughts or experiences with sacrificial giving, we'd love to chat with you. You can find the show on Instagram at Good Question Show, and I'm at Jessica Tanderup. That's Jessica T as in Tuesday, A-N-D-E-R-U-P. You can also search for the show page on Facebook, or you can email us. Our email address is goodquestionshow at gmail.com. This podcast is a production of Good Question Media and is produced and hosted by me, Jessica Tanderup, my co-producer, editor, and the man who leads our family so well in the area of sacrificial giving is my husband, Dave Tanderup. Our audio engineer is Josh Powalzik. That's it for this week. We will be back in your ears next Tuesday. See y'all then.